0: Well, Sean, Ann, thank you so much, and uh, Josh, thank you so much. If you're joining us for the first time, you can see we're not, you know, trying to put on a great, you know, video production for you, but what I hope you do is sense that our love for you, our love for the Lord, and that the message today will impact you as much as the worship has impacted you today. And so, you know, it's... Again, we're here in this weird season, as as uh, Sean said, we're twelve days to Christmas, and it's a different Christmas for most of us. You know, people that would normally travel and go see family can't travel and go see family. People that normally would have a bunch of people in their homes or go to uh, you know go to ho- other people's homes, we're restricted on being able to do that. And, you know, the the circumstances of how we would typically celebrate this season have drastically changed. They've changed for us in how we would do things as a church. We're not all together in a room. We are, you know, watching this on screens in different in our different homes. And as much as we would love to be doing a, a big celebration next week like we would do every year and to get together on Christmas Eve, you know, we are not able to do that this year. And these types of things, they can be disturbing for some of us. I know for myself, I really, I find these seasons difficult. I love being around people. I cherish the moments when I'm with people. And yet, in this season, God does not change, you know? And there's this incredible gift of the season. And we celebrate with Christmas the very gift that God gave of himself, that he came down and was born as a human, you know? In human life, it's going to be different. Than what we would expect, and and so I I think you know Mary and Joseph that was probably not the way they were expecting for their little child to be born you know in some stable somewhere I'm sure that was not made, you know if if Mary had a birth plan that was not it you know that was not it you know and uh, it was it wasn't a stable it wasn't it wasn't there in the middle of the night you know surrounded by by different different animals. And yet, they had no idea what God was going to do and bring out of, of, those circum- of, of, of that birth. They had no idea of what was going to happen from there. And for each and every one of us, we have no idea what God can do in our lives in this season. And so I want to encourage you, as, as the enemy is going to want to discourage you, he's going to want to come against you, He's going to want you to feel sorry for yourself. He's going to want you to despise these circumstances. And I'll, I'll, I'll just be totally transparent with you. At times, that's exactly what I'm feeling. You know, I myself am struggling at times to take my thoughts captive because I so dislike these circumstances. And yet I know you know, when I'm able to finally take my thoughts captive, that God is going to do something amazing through this season in each and every one of our lives. Because in this season, you know, where we're, again, forced to slow down, to do things differently, it's the most incredible opportunity for us in that in uncomfortability to really connect with God to really allow him into the depths of our soul. To have, you know, to have moments of silence and solitude with him. To be really connected and to really understand his love. Because everything that God has done for us. From the point of creation to this point in, this, in history. Has all been about his love for us. The one thing you can be assured of is that God loves you. That he cares about you. That what Jesus did at the cross, his death and his resurrection, it paid the price for sin once and for all, set you free from that alienation and the consequences of being cut off from God. And so because of that, when you will receive that gift... This is a season of giving and receiving gifts. Like you receive a present from a friend or, or a family member or someone you, know, uh, someone you love or from a stranger. When you receive that gift, you have a choice. You can take it and say thank you and, and, and own that gift. Or you can you know, not, not take it. You can reject it or you can put it on a shelf. You can do nothing with it. But this gift we've been given by Jesus, if we'll accept it, if we'll do what he did, if we'll humble ourselves and accept that gift, then we get to start being transformed by his love. Being completely washed clean by him. I want to remind you, you're a new creation. You're a new creation because of what Jesus has done for you. When you receive that gift, you're made new. That you may not experience something at that moment. You may not have felt something. It may, it may not have been some cataclysmic moment. You may not have fallen on the ground or things along those lines. But the very thing Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago on the cross, when you accept that as truth, you are made new. You're accepting that what Jesus did he is he washed you clean. He set you free. He, is, he set you you know completely apart from that old self that you were before you may not feel immediately different and cuz you aren't going to feel different until you truly can accept and believe it until you believe that god unconditionally loves you even in your worst moments until you believe that he cares for you even in you know when you are struggling the most or when you've done the worst thing that he's still there and he still loves you we've got to believe that truth if we're truly going to understand his love And you know what, I say it to people at times, I, I, I don't believe that I can comprehend the fullness of God's love. I can't comprehend the fullness of a being that could create a universe that I cannot even begin to understand or see. I cannot understand love the way that God understands that. We have emotional expressions of it. We have intellectual expressions of it. We have these ideas of what love is. Hollywood gives us a version, or Bollywood, or whatever, you know, Netflix, or whatever thing you are watching, it'll give you a version of what love is. But there's one true, pure love, and that is the love that God himself created. And it's that pure love that's expressed to each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. And it is extremely difficult in our broken states at times to accept it. It's, It's extremely difficult at times to believe that we're loved. Especially when we look at ourselves or we look at our circumstances. But imagine if Jesus and Mary and Joseph based who Jesus was. Not on who God said he was. But based on the circumstances that he was born in if Mary had abandoned the words that God had spoken to her about what she, you know, that she was carrying, this baby that she had within her was born of the Holy Spirit, if Joseph rejected that truth, and they're like, well, if this was really... You know, if this really was the Messiah, if this really was, you know, God's child that Mary was carrying, it certainly wouldn't have been born in a stable. My circumstances certainly, our circumstances certainly wouldn't reflect this. This can't be. we'd have a different story. And we can't allow the circumstances that we find ourselves in right now define who our God is. There are lots of people that are going to share all kinds of weird messages with you in this season. There's people that are going to tell you, this must mean it's the end of the world. There's going to be people that are going to tell you, oh, there mustn't be a God. There's going to be people that are going to tell you that are going to try to interpret these circumstances in all kinds of different ways. The enemy's going to lie to you in these times. And, you know, because as we feel isolated, as we feel lonely, as we feel cut off, it's a great, if we, if we don't fill that void that we've we've lost in terms of connections and relationships with God's love, with His truth, then you know it leaves this void that the enemy can come and fill, the world can come and fill, all kinds of things, our own selves can come and fill, and generally it, those things get filled with the negative. We also in these times we could be looking for things. So it's like because the, the the interesting thing is that when we are in these circumstances, right, when suddenly you know, the, the fun things that we would do, the stuff we'd fill our lives with is cut off from us. We're only left with who we truly are. We're only left with what God's actually done in our lives. And we can run to all kinds of things. We can run, I mean, look at this, the, the, this last season. People ran to baking. They've run to TV. They've run to, they've, you know, they've run to all kinds of different things. You know, some healthy, some neutral, some unhealthy. You know, I have definitely put on my COVID-10. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's the at, the, at the end of all of this, we eventually, you know, 10 months in, we run of, out of things to run to. And we're just left with ourselves ourselves if we if we're part of a family if we live with a spouse and or and or children you know we're left with them and we get to experience are we filled with love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness self-control perseverance or or are other things prevailing in our lives and you know, in this time, I've seen lots of people, I mean, it's been a time, all kinds of people starting up ministries, all kinds of people trying to do different things, trying to grasp onto something. What can I do to make myself feel, some, feel good, feel connected to God? What can I do to show that, I've, that, that, that what I'm doing matters? And God simply says, you don't need to do anything. You matter. I died for you. I didn't die for you to have a great ministry. I didn't die for you to, you know, uh, so that you would have this worldly defined successful life. I didn't die for you so that you would go and do a whole pile of things for me. I I died for you because I love you. And I, I paid that price. I humbled myself. I came down, humbled myself, and took on the form of man and allowed myself to die on a cross so that you would be reconnected with me that there would be nothing between you and me and it's that invitation that christmas is all about that's the gift that god has given us this christmas uh, he gave it to us christmas you know over 2000 years ago and and that gift is probably the one that's most difficult for us to accept, especially in our performance-driven world, our achievement-driven world. If we're not doing something, we don't feel like we have value. And God says, you don't need to do anything to have value. I created you with value. You have value. You had value before I died for you. And all I did is redeemed that value at the cross. You, know, you have value in who you are. You're lovable in who you are. Maybe you don't feel that. Maybe other people have treated you in ways that haven't, haven't shown you that value, but you can't be, allow that value to be defined by anybody else except for by me. And I say me as in God, because he's the one that created you, and he created you with infinite value and worth. The world tells us that we are defined by our achievements, by how much money we have, by the house we live in. By, we, you, you name the status symbol that the world tells you. you know? Unfortunately, the Christian church tells you you have value if you're the speaker at the front of the room, if you've got this great ministry, this great gift, if you've got this talent. You know? we, we've, in the one sense, we've actually adopted a very secular, worldly model into the church that, that un- promotes a wrong ideal. And, and says your value is based on some performance. And we say words like, oh no, that doesn't have value, and then we put applause and value to those people that are doing it. So our words and our actions, they don't line up. But what I want to say to us as a community today is we all have value. We all are loved. And for us, you know, we are, we are meant to first and foremost receive that love. And then, you know, as we receive that from God, we give that away to others. We love others with it. You know, we can't love, we we, we too often, we love others or we try to love others with a very limited love because it's the one that we, you know, find in our value in ourselves. The love that we carry, a human love. But when we allow God's transformation to come into our lives, when we truly do it, and I don't mean like, you know if you are living in a place of love, joy, and peace, I can say to you, man, I have not there's there's an element of love, joy, and peace that I'm still trying to, to accept in my own life. I know my ability to love is imperfect, and I try to get it better day in and day out. And it, you know, it's not that God's sitting there going, you know, come on, James, get it together. It's, it's just me having to work through truly accepting you know, God's love for me. It's just how much he loves me. And when we are totally secure in that, then the, or I should say, the more secure we get in that, then the easier it is for us to love others, not based on performance, not based on, on how well they're doing, not based on whether they've got things right, how messed up they are, or whatever. We can just love them for, for the fact that they also are children of God, whether they know that or not. And that, that's the light that we carry That's the making disciples that we're meant to do. We make disciples of others that they would follow and obey Jesus. But remember that the greatest command that Jesus gave was that we would love God with all our heart, mind, and spirit and that we would love our neighbor as ourselves. This this thing of love, love defined, do not love defined by the world, not love the way that we would, you know, the world would throw it out there. But that pure, unselfish love That love that says, I will, like Jesus said, if you truly love, you know, your friends, you'll lay your life down for them. That was a paraphrase, not a direct quote. (laughs) But it's a beautiful thing in, in the Gospel of John. When you look at those last moments that Jesus spent with his disciples in John 14, 15, 16, 17. And just the truth that he brought about what it was to follow him and to love one another. And all actually, you know, that Jesus taught was about loving one another and loving God. And, and as, you know, even when he talked about us being prepared, being prepared for his second coming, he talked about that preparation being our ability to love one another. He didn't actually say, go stand on a street corner and, and tell people they're going to go to hell. He didn't say, go and stand on the street, street corner and, and, and pray, you know, proclaim truth. He said, you know, love each other. Love one another. Go out and show. Let people know. You know, people will know. You know who you are by your love for one another. So, our our greatest need, you know, is is our acceptance of this gift that we at Christmas. You know, not the. You know, we're all gonna enjoy gifts that we give to one another and those are wonderful things they're a representation they're symbolic of the ultimate gift that we get at christmas or we got at christmas you know two thousand years ago and that was jesus being born in humble circumstances being born as a man giving up all the power that he had as god he didn't stop being god he still was god and his scripture says the fullness of the deity the fullness of god resided within jesus but that was the gift is him coming him dwelling amongst us and that's the gift for us to receive that that we have that much value to god that he would come he would live amongst us he would teach us and he would die for us and it's that that we have to give to each other this season in whatever way you can, to others in the community, into when in the Lifehouse community. But if you're watching this online, you know if you're not part of this community, those in the community you're part of, and if you're not part of any community, just to anyone that you encounter. And and for all of us, you know, we want to love each other in our community, but we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. And the incredible thing is, is when Jesus was challenged, "Who is your neighbor?" He gave the example. You know, he told a parable, and in that parable, he highlighted that a Samaritan was the one who was behaving most neighborly. Now, for us, that doesn't mean much, but for the people listening to Jesus at the time, he picked someone that they looked at as worthless, as despised, and said, that's your enemy, or that's your neighbor. And so, like Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, that that we, should, we should love everyone, you know, including our enemies. Including those that maybe annoy us, bother us. That, he said, if we do that, then we truly are being like our Father in heaven. And that's what, for each and every one of us, we, it's got to start with our acceptance. If we don't accept God's love, we can never truly love the way that we're meant to. But if this Christmas, while you can't be around other people, if you'll make sure that you're taking the time to really. Allow God to work into your heart so that you can have truly, that you know you've accepted that gift, that you are loved despite your faults and failures. You're loved just as you are. Doesn't mean things won't improve or get better, but his love for you won't be more when your life is transformed more. He loves you just as you are right now. You are safe with him right now. You are cared for him right by him right now. And when you mess up, he's not like your earthly parent. If your earthly parent rejected you or got angry at you or scolded you, he's not like that. He's a loving father that will if you will turn back, you know, when we mess up, if we'll go to him, he sets us on the right course. He sets us in the right direction. And if you grasp that love this holiday season, then we're going to be in the most incredible place. You know, the, the, what will be birthed out of your life in the next season? You know, as we come out of this pandemic, your ability to love those around you is going to exponentially increase. You will be truly like-minded and transformed. You'll be transformed by God so that you'll really be able to know His will. Your mind will be transformed. Your heart will be transformed. So, you know, this will be the last time I'm preaching before Christmas. Lee's going to be sharing the message next week. Adam's going to be sharing it the last week of December. And so I just want to encourage us as a community in this season, when things are slower, when there's not places for you to go. You know, I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. I'm not saying don't do all kinds of fun different things. Whatever it is you do, I'm going to be watching some cheesy Hallmark Christmas movies. I already have. I'll be watching some more. You know, But I'm also going to really be taking time to allow God speak to me so that i become uh, that i allow you know the receiving of his love to become even greater in my life so that i'm able to truly love people around me in the most unconditional of ways because i know i'm safe you know i know i'm loved i know that the lord as psalm 23 says that the lord is my shepherd and i shall not want that he'll li- guide me you know on right paths for his name's sake And that I know that even if I stray from that path, you know, that he'll guide me back on. He'll love me in that journey. He's not going to reject me. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to abandon me when things mess up. And when we know that for our own lives, when we have that level of peace in our own lives, we're going to be able to love people around us in the most amazing of ways. But also don't wait. If God brings people into your life this holiday season, you cross paths with different people, just remember that each person, even regardless of how annoying they are, regardless of how difficult they are, regardless of how angry they are, that they're his children and he loves them. And you being there with them is an opportunity for you to shed a little bit of light and a little bit of love into their lives. So I just say thank you for letting me share with you this morning. I really wish we were together. I really, as much as I love Kirill's face and the camera, I, 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 you know, speaking into the camera to you as opposed to being able to see you and be with you and sit with you and be in each other's homes. Man, I don't like this. I know you don't like it. But let's use this season well. Hand it back to Sean and Ann, or (laughs) Ann. Thanks so much, James. Um, It's just such a great reminder on what the truth is and what's most important. And so I just want to leave you with a blessing that during this next season, the Father would bestow on you a deeper understanding of his love for you. And that you would set aside some time, even this week, to just sit in that love and really contemplate it and think about you know what his love means for you personally and then a challenge to creatively think of a way that you can express that love to somebody else in a safe and healthy manner (laughs) all right we will see you next week on right back here